You know what else runs close to the edge? Your ball hair and face hair. Because today's Bad Anime episode is sponsored by Manscaped. That's right. Use our code BAD20, B-A-D-2-0, at checkout to get 20% off anything at manscaped.com as well as worldwide shipping. We love that. And you're going to love this. Here's Cyberpunk. I didn't like the southern drawl I did on that. It's Bad Anime. Get in the chrome, Shinji. I mean, uh, hi. I, I'm, I'm John. <laughs> I'm Rob. And this is Bad Anime, where, uh, is this anime bad? <laughs> okay, you just kind of, kind of barreled through the intro there. Didn't give me a chance to join you. All right. I, I guess we're just going to come in hot on this one, aren't we? We're just doing it live. This one's going to be a fun one. I'm really excited to talk about this one. Um, me too. I, I, we're doing. We're talking about uh, Cyberpunk Edge Runners today. It's, right. it's a Netflix exclusive uh, anime, mm. and you know, I did a bit of I did a bit of loose research before we got oh, together today, just nice. about like the production of the whole thing. Yes, and yes. some of the things surprised me. Um, it's actually described as a Polish Japanese cyberpunk web anime series. Yes, Be- Polish well, Japanese. Well, because um, are you? I, I don't know how deep the research went. Are, are you aware what this is based on? Yes, of course. Like the video game Cyberpunk 2077. Exactly, which is made by a Polish studio. So, Aha, that makes sense. And it was animated yep, by Studio Trigger. Yep, who've done a few things now. They've done Darling in the Franks, which is what we covered most recently mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. out of their catalog. We have, I, don't think, I, don't, I don't think we've done any other Trigger stuff on the show yet, but I think it's one of the studios we can always go back to. Because yeah, I think so. Trigger has just kind of been... Especially with uh, Darling of the Franks is the big turnaround for Trigger where everyone started memeing them. It's like, God damn it, guys. <laughs> I could actually kind of tell it was Studio Trigger, weirdly enough. And I don't know if that's just my uh, nerd brain, but I, I did. Get I, no, I think the... I think I, I think you're picking up on similarities now. You know what I mean? I th- yeah, I think now I think, so I think now I think we just watch enough anime at this point where we're able to discern crossovers. I mean, especially if you put in any AIC thing in front of us, we're going to get it just because yeah, we're going to know. So we're going to we, know at this point. And how I could yeah, tell we, was from the characters' movements in Cyberpunk. Yeah. It's mm. just weirdly oh. enough, the motion and like how they move and conduct themselves, especially like Lucy, um, mm. reminded me a lot of like Zero Two. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, in, Lucy reminded me of Darwin Zero Two in a lot of ways in the beginning. But then, oh, yeah. You know, in the beginning, th- that th- changed th- a lot. Thankfully, thankfully they got she that. got way more interesting as the show went on. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, let, let's get into this a little bit. I, when's the first time you heard about this uh, Netflix um, show? I was scrolling through Netflix. I was just scrolling oh, wow. through Netflix. And I, I That's how they get you sometimes. And it was just very interesting because in my head, I'm like, because I, I wasn't even, I wasn't in the, I wasn't searching for stuff for the podcast, but you know, that part mm-hmm. of my brain's always like reserved and like it'll spark up and I see something. Yeah. And in my Good head, man. I'm like, Good man. and I'm like, okay. A Netflix exclusive based on a video game, you know, with video games reputation. Sorry, with video game adaptations reputations for being, you know, not great in terms yeah. of, you know. I figured, wow, this could be. It looks kind of cool. It has a lot of stuff mm-hmm. I like in it, but it could be shitty. Let me watch the first episode, and then I finish the first episode and I text you. It's like we're gonna have to talk about this. Yeah, yeah, because because the first episode wow got me right it was it they was really just they just threw you in there huh and it, it they, was they 
they threw Oof. you in, but in a way that was succinct enough where I got the world, I got the story, you got everything you needed in that first episode to mm-hmm. understand what's going on, and all I thought was, holy fuck. Yeah, because, it, I mean, they, they didn't exactly have a lot of time to do any of that stuff either, because it yeah. was a 10-episode series, which I was yeah, shocked was about. Um. I guess that's becoming the more Netflixy thing to do is 10 yeah. episode anime, you know, especially mm. with stuff they help produce. You know what I mean? Yeah. So with that, Crybaby, and I'm sure there's going to be more coming down the pike. Oh, yeah. Crybaby. That, yeah, yeah. That, that makes sense. But yeah, um, just seeing this first episode and we got thrown into this world, which is very uniquely not an anime world. And that shines through in a lot of ways because, mm-hmm. you know, this was originally a tabletop RPG made by an american dude in like 1988 wow so and then which in turn that they based the video game off of right and it's set in the same universe and this anime right. is set in that universe and it's super cool to see an anime deal with problems that animes don't touch on it was it was very it was it was anime but i think the idea of it being based off of this game and this mm. tabletop rpg made it less anime in its thematics and made it mm-hmm. more i don't know it was more like i don't want to say realistic but it, it was it was more real i guess there was a little more like insight into the characters and a little less like flashiness than there was mm-hmm. real moments and i thought they really did a good um, job of accentuating those it, real it moments was, with the characters it was grounded in a lot of ways and just in really issues the show dealt with are not particularly Japanese issues. Like mm. health insurance is a big theme here in this show. Health insurance is a huge theme in the and show. That's not really a Japanese concern. They don't. Ex- I don't know if they exactly have universal health care, but health care over there is super affordable. Like mm-hmm. I think an ambulance ride is like fourteen dollars. Wow. Where oh in America, God. that's several thousand Multiply dollars. Multiply that by 10, at exactly. least. Exactly. Thousands of dollars, getting, you know. Yeah. And, you know, with our how fucked up our health insurance system is here, you know, right. it's just, it's such a different world. And seeing yeah. that apply heavily in the first episode where it costs a character their life, you yep. know, that says something. And funny, this is going to sound so stupid. Like, I got reminded of, of Power Rangers Time Force, of all things, because... um. <laughs> Even even the police in this world are privatized. Yes, so, that's right. And, you know, if you're, like, a member of – if you have, like, a platinum plan, you get better security. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so basically, like, the SWAT team and, like, all the other, like, higher end of the uh, police were reserved for those who paid for it, which was weird enough kind of a plot thread in Power Rangers Time Force. Really? Yeah, wow. they had this – Power Rangers had, Time Force was, yeah, was anti-capitalism? That's incredible. A little bit, yeah, because they had this wow. group called – because with all, like, the monster attacks, someone saw an opportunity. So he invented this thing called the Silver Guardians, which are basically an, a militaristic police force that will arrive and, like, protect, you know, your shop or what your business wow. or your home or whatever the fuck. And in, in the, the guy who founded that group was the father of the Red Ranger, but he didn't know he was a Red Ranger, obviously. Whoa. So it was like – so the, the Red Ranger was confronting his father saying, like, you know, so you're saying – People can people can be safe, but only if they can afford it. And I'm like, I watched that when I was like, ah, it would have been 2001. So I was oh, like, oh shit, okay, yeah. So I would have been seven, and I'm just like, wow. And I'm just I'm just in my head. I'm like, damn, that's fucked up. 
Like, I wonder when they're going to fight. <laughs> but also just also just rewatching it years later, I think it was probably probably with Adam, if I had to guess, who I was rewatching yeah. it with. Mm-hmm. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, that's a pretty fucking heavy theme to put in this kid's show. Yeah, in a kid's ca- show about yeah. Private, Powell Rangers. Pri- wow. Yeah. Privatized health care and security. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty but, crazy. I, I do yeah. also, I love the idea of uh, creating a communist Power Rangers where every <laughs> ranger is a Red Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> because obviously like equal opportunity like equality yeah. right and uh you yeah. know communism and like everybody <laughs> but everybody is also the red ranger <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so you have that red but you know that's just in my in my dreams and fantasies and what i think about before i uh go to bed i i, I, I didn't think communist power rangers would come up in this episode but i'm so happy to be proven wrong and now i have the theme for power rangers time force in my head <laughs> oh that's this is a good day this is a this great is, day. This is starting off strong, and I'm having my first beer ski of the of the day because we're recording this on a Saturday. So you know how it's gonna go. You know how it's gotta be. And <laughs> you know, the this I, I gotta say, the, even before we get to the show itself and kind of diving through that, um mm-hmm. I was as you said, video game adaptations historically don't go so well. Um no. Especially, well, obviously, like there's a big, uh, there's a big thing there with anime live adaptations or like live uh, live too. action adaptations yeah. of anime. Um, but I maybe this year, I don't know what it is about this year and last year. I feel like they've been starting to get a little better. You know, The Last of Us mm. has that HBO uh, yes. show now, and it's actually incredible. And I'm happy that right. video games have been getting that platform and being able to be constructed into the great things that they could be given the plot and the narrative that they create yeah they're definitely being taken more seriously so i think writers are definitely given their fair shake right Mm -hmm. right now that's great i didn't even think about the last of us show that's a great point in and of itself yeah they've been there's been a lot of strides to make i mean uh i think amazon is working on a show for like fallout right now that has an insane budget and so yeah these things are picking up and I, i think cyberpunk was a good selection to create an anime i've never played the game ever um, the only thing I've I have, heard about I have, the game, I haven't e- e- either, because mm-hmm. it was notoriously not working at launch. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah, it was yeah. just crapping out for people, and it was glitching everywhere. So I was like, I'm just not gonna play it. Also, I don't think I even have anything powerful enough to play it right now because I, I'm not like Probably a PC not, no. gamer, but I also don't have a PS4 or a PS5. So there's really yeah. not not much in the way of me being able to play this game anyway. You know, but, you wouldn't be able to know. You need at least a uh, last gen console, which would be the four right. or the Xbox, whatever the hell one it was, the last or one or something. It was one, one? S yeah, cool. X one sex. Yeah, sex. <laughs> They the have sex, sex in the this sex, show. sex, sex box three sixty, yeah. sex box sixty nine, baby, <laughs> sex box four twenty, blaze it. The the Ripper Doc had a Jamaican accent in this. I don't know. What that was. He did. It was really cool. Uh, well, honestly, yeah, there was a lot of there was a lot of multiculturalism going on, and that's what I there need was. Our, I thought it was very our, interesting. Our, our main character was um, a Latin American teen. Yes, I thought David that was Martinez. really cool. David Martinez, his mom is Gloria Martinez. Um, yep. They come from a very, it seems like a very low income household. And she is yeah. really, really into the idea of him becoming a corporate success or being at the top of the, you know, the biggest cyber yeah. company in the world one so, day. So, yeah. And he, so he just, she pressed, she like pushed him to get good grades and he gets into this school, like a very, very um, high end academy. Yeah. And this is where our first conflict comes from because at this academy you need special specialized VR equipment. Mm-hmm. David didn't want to make his mom pay for it, so he brought in his own bootleg thing, 
But unfortunately, something went wrong and he just crashed the system at the school. Right. And then he wound up having to pay a lot more money to fix everything. Shock the system. (laughs) Wasn't ready for that. That was good. Hey, baby. Bye-bye. But fucking A, you know, they have a very emotional ride where she's like, I want you, you know, to get out of this. I want you to be, you know, to be a success. Right. And it it obviously comes from a place of love. But I'm like, God damn, pressure him much. Why don't you? Yeah. He, I mean, it's a lot of pressure. And he's like, OK. And he obviously like, feels I don't guilt. Do yeah, right. yeah. He feels a lot of guilt putting his mom through hell. And, you know, it's one of the things where, like, you know, unfortunately, you could fall into the category of, like, because this is a weird phenomenon where, mm. like, if you interview people our age, you know, approaching 30 in their 30s. And then if you approach and if you interview people like 18 to 22 right now, right. if you ask them uh, what what do your parents want most for you, mm. that answer changes based on age brackets. So Very interesting. And I feel bad because um, apparently a lot of parents in modern times, for, for example, for me, I, I mean, it said my my mother wants me to be happy. And that was the right. answer. But apparently a lot of ki- younger kids are saying their their parents want them to be successful. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so in the back of my head, I'm, I'm my conspiracy nut brain's going off. Like, is this kind of a critique on modern parenting based on how David turns out? See, it's a very, it's honestly a very complex emotion set that we get yes. from uh, David and his mother because I, I think that you know the the ability to relate to that is so. Uh, I mean, I feel like everybody yeah. can, but it's yeah. also such a specific thing that I don't think I've seen tackled too much in media. Where in media, yeah, a parent wants you to be this successful thing or do something very specific like be a doctor or be a lawyer yes and you know the i mean maybe i have seen it a lot now that i'm thinking about it but the kid but just to find it here in like the first 10 minutes of a show was kind of crazy because and the kid like of course david he just wants to be passionate about something or find something that he's good at and do that and be passionate yeah. about it, which I think yeah, you, is his kind of is a weird character trait that he takes with him throughout this entire show of consistently taking on the dreams of others, but not letting himself have a dream, which is yeah. super wow. Like, I just did not think it was going to go there. You know what I mean? I really did not either. And I love because that's a very anime device in a lot of ways, a very classic anime device where people talk about finding their own dream and finding something to be passionate about. Like, I want to be Hokage. Like, I want to be the strongest in the world. Mm -hmm. David's like, I just want, I don't know. I just want your dream to come true, whatever it is. And And that seems to be the going theme. And yeah, and you know, and there's... um. It's it's hard to explain, but there was like this weird. Um, I watched a great video on this not too long ago, yeah. where um, where some where a lot of anime in particular they have a very sports like approach where they want you to be the best at something. Sure, you know which is you know kind of like the, like the, the fucking whole shonen thing in a nutshell. Right. But a lot of other anime, what they do is they just they don't they don't tell you to push for a specific goal. They tell you to find your own path. Mm-hmm. which I've always found infinitely more compelling. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because that's a big thing in Japanese society. It's so collectivist. They say, here's your end goal. You got to go for it. And, you know, right. I don't want to say it's like sheeple type mentality, but, you know, mm-hmm. when you meet enough shonen bros, you know, you kind of, you notice some trends. Yeah, there. yeah, you do and, notice a trend or two. But then, but then like, you know, it, that started in the 70s with, like a, with an anime called Captain Harlock in particular, where he was like, I don't give a fuck what your dream is. I don't want you fighting for my dream. I want you to find your own dream. You're here to find your path. It is your choice. Mm-hmm. And 
it's kind of the thing where David's it, throughout the whole thing kind of struggles with that idea of forging his own path. He you does. Know? He he wants to make other people happy to a fault, and yeah, he's just he's never really sure if he's chasing his own dream or not. And he's kind of he's kind of going with the flow a lot of ways, and then he does then go la- with the flow and latching onto other people's dreams. It's, yes, it's it's a lot of weird kind of mixed messaging, and even like all the shit he does to his body. Like I, I think yes. he makes himself into like a good tool to mm. reach for other people to use him in a in a yes. way. And yeah. I I don't even think he really understands the consequences of what he does to himself. And oh, he's a how, kid. He's a, yeah, I mean, he's like 17 when, when, when the show starts. Yeah, when the show started, he was like 16 or 17. And like, yeah. so he's a kid and he's just finding his way through life. And unfortunately, he kind of destroys himself in the process because we live in this world where people are filled with like cybernetic enhancements. Right. right. David comes across a uh, a, a military grade um, enhancement. Yeah. And after, after his after mom getting, dies. After his mom dies, and he's getting bullied bad by kids at the academy, so he just he finds the weird doctor to put the enhancement in him, and he just goes back and destroys the bully. Yo, he just fucks shit up. He walks, like walks right back into the, the room of the kid who beat him up and says you can't do anything about it, and just beats the shit out of him. Dude, and he says, like, do you know oh who my, my father is? Oh my god! It was the equivalent of just walking into a conference room for a meeting and just slapping your just huge throbbing wang on the table and breaking it in front of everybody. He just came and then back punching to that the one guy you don't like. Yeah, messed him up so bad. And then the school was like, "Well, David, it's pretty bad what you did to this kid. Um, so we're gonna have to expel you." And he's like, "Great, I don't want to come back." And th- there is like a trend throughout the movie or throughout the yes. series sorry of people calling him from the school like the principal and trying to get him to come back to school and he yes. doesn't want to and he's like no i don't need to be there anymore and, and then my we mom's later dead learned, my mom was yes. the only reason why i was in this school her dream of me to be the head of like a ceo of a corporation has died yeah. along with her so i i have no i have no need to be there anymore because it's not exactly. her dream anymore yeah, and then he just so he just kind of starts kind of fumbling through life in a way until he want the fateful day where he meets zero to Lucy. Um, <laughs> you mean you, I'm sorry? You mean Rayana? Uh, Ray? Um, uh, Lucy, Lucy, Oscar, Lucy, Oscar, Oscar Lucy, Lucy. No, yes, Rebecca. Lucy. No, that's later. Uh, Rebecca. No, that's uh, Lucy. <laughs> Lucy. Yeah, Lucy. Yeah. Um. So she um. He, David's on like a train. He doesn't even know what he's doing at this point. He's like, I need money. I, I need to figure yeah. shit out to like eat and keep my house. To keep his like slum apartment, which I loved every time he had paid. Remember one time he had to break into his own apartment? I thought that was like, gripping. Every time, every scene that he goes back into his apartment, he goes through like this one vent in like the top corner and he like punches yeah. it and he just like yeah. runs. It, it, was, it honestly broke me up. Especially because, you know, David's obviously after his mom passed away, he's just extremely depressed. And yeah. he gets this. And we should and, and we now, should mention yeah. um mm-hmm. it was a traffic accident that killed her. And they could have saved her, but they gave her very shitty services because they weren't insured. And right. they, they only had the basic plan, so they couldn't save her because they were broke. And I'm like, 
Oh my god! Even the even the ambulance people, like they came, the the yeah. emergency like team came to save the people with good coverage, and yes, didn't and, and left her and left her and David for another team to come in like half an hour later to save them because they had worse yep. coverage. Yep. Damn. Wow. Capitalism. You don't see. You just don't see that in anime because it's not a Japanese issue. A Japanese audience would see that and go, okay, what? Like, that's weird. Yeah, right. But for, <laughs> for us, like for living in the American medical system, it's something that is it's not exactly far off from the truth. How it resonates like really that. hard. Exactly. It does resonate. It does resonate. And um, then, yeah, yeah the, I mean, and, and yeah. it costs and her he does, life. He, yeah. It does. And, you know, he, he's going through depression. He has now the Sandevistan on his back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. from the doctor and of course like as you said he starts stealing stuff on the subway and that's how he meets lucy who is yeah. also stealing stuff on the subway and she's like hey you think you could steal this stuff for me and he's like yeah and they start working together yeah they start getting along they start doing these runs where they go steal like chips and that's when we realize that these cybernetics specifically the sandevistan uh can mm -hmm. have some pretty lasting effects on your body and pretty negative effects yeah, and, and that's what the whole idea is going psycho or cyber psycho where you yes just rig yourself up with so many cybernetics that you have to drug yourself in order to live and therefore yes, because... pay for drugs consistently. And if you do not have the drugs to calm you, you will go nuts because of your body and how much damage you've done to it and you'll go mentally insane. And which is really cool because apparently how that originally worked in the tabletop game, that was basically a way to limit characters power wow. so what would happen in the game was the tabletop game mm. if you went too far and used too many cybernetics you would go cyber psycho and you would turn into an npc for the game master to control oh which is yeah. which is a great fucking system for a tabletop so and, cool but i love how they spun that into the narrative here where like yep. and we do meet a cyber psycho a couple cyber psychos at one point people yeah. who went mm -hmm. went rogue just because they just had too many implants and they used it too much and destroyed right. their brain right. from the inside out. And it's the consequences are nasty. Mm -hmm. But well before any of that starts to show its ugly head, Lucy and David are just kind of chilling in her apartment. And then next thing you know, three to four goons show up and say, you stole my fucking Stan Devastan, you bitch. Yep. And, and then he explains how we found it. And he reviewed and, and uh, I forgot it's it's Maine who was the uh, leader of the group. Maine, He's, yeah. Who was our um our big black protagonist? Which again, seeing that in anime is so cool because you don't see <laughs> a is. lot of you really don't see a ton of African American representation in anime. You don't. And you know, just hearing him talk and I, I the voice actor sounded so familiar. I I looked up some of his stuff. I didn't recognize his mm. voice. I thought I recognized his voice, but anyway, hmm. talented dude. And yeah. he, at one, he at one point kind of puts the, the puzzle pieces come together that he was he's glorious kid. And apparently Gloria was supplying them stuff to make money. Yes. And that's how that's she actually, got the money to send him to school and stuff. like Exactly. That. Yeah. So she was dipping her feet in the underworld. And mm -hmm. David's like, so again, some of that guilt hits David like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. My yeah. mom almost destroyed herself for me. So it's hitting David hard. And then there, David's like, wait, wait, wait. I know you paid for the Sandevistan, but let me let me pay you back the money. Which you know, I'm, I'm like, hi, Chainsaw Man, much? Um, right, v very <laughs> Chainsaw Man. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Chainsaw Man. So that kind of hit me. So that was kind of cool. And then, mm. so they do a job, and they're like, oh damn, kid, you're good. 
yeah, you're in the crew now. We meet more of the crew. And of course, David and Lucy have like a little, you know, moment where, where David's like, did you fucking set me up? <laughs> Didn't like, yeah, did you lie to me and stuff? And she, she obviously did set him up. But yeah, I, I think that there's like a theme going throughout of like their relationship, whether it's yeah. like whether that was real or not. And she obviously shared with him in that night her dreams of like going to the moon yeah. and, you know, living there. And uh, I, like through the rest of the series, David, I feel like always goes back to the question like, yeah, were you really telling me the truth or were you lying to yep. me? Or were you um, lying to me? Yeah, so he's trusting her is kind of fucked up from that point on. But that yeah, only lasts but a couple it, episodes. It takes some time to it, it really takes some time to rekindle that relationship, but it does happen. Um especially well, actually, when David it only, it only mm. really takes till episode four. Because mm. episode four is when like like someone dropped a brick on like the gas pedal and then the show just sped up randomly. It did. It like and then they, zoomed after a few episodes. Yeah, so we we spent a couple episodes meeting the rest of the crew that David's working with now. So we have, like I said, we have um Maine, who was <laughs> our leader. Yeah, Maine guy. It's, yep. Then Maine we have guy um, Maine. What Dorio, who is like his his girlfriend and like the other heavy. She's huge. Yeah, she's massive. Yeah. We have Rebecca. Um, Rebecca, who's like who the was, crazy small one. Who's the crazy small one? You know, gotta have her. <laughs> gotta get it the gun hap the trigger happy small one yeah mm -hmm. yeah but i love yeah instead of making like the trigger happy and the shy small one different characters they she they didn't make her shy at all they just made her the tiny one but also with a very like trigger happy personality it was very fun we have falco who is their driver and we also have um kiwi kiwi as well she is another like short hair she's like a like hacker robot type. yeah yeah robot part part part, part cyborg and we also have um, Rebecca's brother, whose name I'm forgetting. Oh, yeah. Um, well, I forget his name, but he died. Uh, That's why I kind of forgot his name. He died. Very early into the series, he, he got, he got we, killed by um, a cyber psycho. And that's how we really learned the imp the impact of what a cyber psychos can do. He was the, um, right. he, he was the, uh, he was the dude in Suicide Squad who got neck bombed, essentially. Pretty much. Yeah. He, he just yeah. got he got taken out so we could understand. Oh, that's what that is. OK, gotcha. Exactly. And then, yep. and of course, everyone's in a frenzy after that happens. And then really, like, we get a bunch of montages of them doing jobs. And I'm like, yeah, I really wish I could have saw more of this so we can really do more dives into these characters. There would be the there would definitely be more. I think there would be more time if like the series was longer to just kind of do a little bit more of, OK, like. Each episode is like a different job or like an adventure and it's like their exactly. stuff and kind of like very cowboy beboppy where it, it could right. have been that I feel like where you just have the characters totally where you just place them in different scenarios. But, you know, I, I guess there wasn't exactly time for that. And there, there was always a looming cloud over these montages of what the actual like story is, which is mm. them kind of fighting against or fighting with and then against like the, the massive military corporations yeah. yeah that are yeah every uh, kind of fighting at, each other yeah every job they're um they're doing um intel for a group called military tech because they got that's yeah. like who militech contract militech militech yeah. yep thank you right. and they're spying on arasaka who is like the other yes. big military corporation they're doing espionage you know stealing data doing everything they can right. fucking up a few times and accidentally killing people when they shouldn't have yeah or, or just like stealing cars when all they were supposed to steal was like the data disc in the car. Yep. Yep. 
Yep. So like getting they're the not exactly they're like kidnapping people. They're not good people, uh, but they, you know they are doing these things for money, and they are making it. Uh, like and they have I, a deal with this guy Faraday, yeah, um, who comes in a bunch of times, and he pays them pretty handsomely for these jobs because they jobs. are like high risk jobs. And I want to one point I do want to bring up at episode four. That's when we get Lucy and David kissing for the first time. That fucking yeah. song plays. That won't get out of my head. Yeah. Like the fucking, that keyboard heavy, sleepy, like mm-hmm. pop, almost pop ballad in a lot of ways. It's, it's just, very it's very pretty. I really liked it. The music was, was really good in this show. Well, the thing is, the music was super not Japanese, which was very interesting. It was mm-hmm. all in English yeah. and ve- very clearly made mm-hmm. by Western artists, which was another mm-hmm. really cool touch to see an anime. Yeah. It was really cool. so, so many Western influences. We just talked about Vampire Hunter D a little while ago. And sorry, D Bloodlust, a lot of things when you mix more Western and more um, Japanese storytelling yeah. elements, it creates some cool results across the board. Storytelling elements, production elements, whatever the fuck. So mm-hmm. episode four, they kiss. And then, of course, we as the audience are meant to go. Oh! And yep. that's not what I did. I went. Oh! So very different. I swear. <laughs> also sounds like an Animal Crossing character. So good job. I, I am a man of many useless traits. It's bad. Listen here, listeners. I know y- your balls are looking nice, but you know what could use a shape up? Your beard. And breaking news, Manscaped now sells beard products. That's right. They're once again revolutionizing men's grooming with the brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. From a beard trim to a fresh save, the technology behind the Beard Hedger Pro Kit allows you to shape your signature beard look. Now you can finally use Manscaped products to make your drapes match your carpet by going to manscaped.com and using code BAD20, that's B-A-D-2-0, for 20% off and free shipping. And ain't that great. Now back... Back to the anime. It's bad. But anyways, so they um, so they're at item now, and I think I think the very next episode we see Maine starting to be a little fucked up because mm-hmm. cyber psychosis started to set him for set in for him. He blacked out. Because Maine point. is like, oh my fucking god, this guy, like, yeah, the the amount of cybernetics that he is installed into himself is crazy and david starts to starts to you know take after that because david i feel like sees main as a father figure and i, I think yes very similar in, in a way to a lot of other pieces of media like for example like a midsummer where like our main character mm-hmm. is familyless they want like a family right they want that yep. camaraderie they want people that are like a family yes. to them although main always always prefaces that with but you can't trust anybody but yourself ever. You, yes. We will take you in and you are part of our crew, but you need to look out for yourself, number one. Which is yeah, makes one him the, just such like a such a like a cool daddy daddy in this entire <laughs> show. He's just such a daddy, such a father he is, figure. He's great. He, but yeah, he, he just seemed, soups he, himself up way too much. He seemed more invested in Lucy and David's relationship than David was. He did. Like, he really he, did. He was asking, like, it's like so. Did you do anything yet? He's like super excited. It's pretty it's funny. It's very much a go get him sailor type mentality, but it's kind of yeah. it, in that context, it was adorable more than creepy because yeah. in that sentence, it could have easily been creepy, like the older dude asking you if you boned right. your girlfriend. But in this, it very felt much like a father, uncle, older brother going like, "Did you, did you, did you do the thing? Yeah, like so? Did you, uh... did you, did you, did <laughs> yeah. you try it? Mm. Did you?" <laughs> Oh my god! I was about to do do way too many jokes on that one. So did I'm just you, gonna move did on. Did you did you did you cyber pork? 
<laughs> did you use a Sandeva stand and show her a good time? Did you did you run her edge a little bit? Did you edge her? Oh. <laughs> Never understood edging in general. Uh, just, yeah, I just I. don't it's get. A weird, it's a weird. It's a weird thing. It's a let me let me, let me take this task and prolong it for multiple hours. I'm like right. Like no. I don't need that. Like I I got like, things to do. I have I have I have anime to watch and pizza to eat. And I need to wash my to, hands at some point. I have to talk about podcasting and then podcast. That's so yeah. much to do. <laughs> it's Saturday. I want to put beer in my mouth. I can't have but that. But babe, Maine is going cyber psycho. I need to know <laughs> how this turns out. It doesn't turn out well. It doesn't turn out well. It does not. Maine. He uh, almost fucking yeah, kills Kiwi. He does. He just starts. Oh my god. He just like lays into her. He's just beating the crap out of Kiwi. He beat um, the crap out of Kiwi, and everyone's like, yeah. um, looks like we're losing him. Yeah. Oh, and because the, um, there's only like a certain amount of drugs that you like you could take he and Maine's like the amount of drugs that Maine is taking is just insane at this point. And David yeah. is so fucking nuts that he's like also getting souped up with more cybernetics, even though yes. he sees Maine flipping out and he's like, I'm even not he like sees that. I'm special. The obvious, that's the thing. He believes he's special because he's he's able to ha handle the San Devastan better than most. Right. And clearly that's going to his head. Right. And he even right. talked to um, he even talked to Maine at one point. They have a conversation, you know. And I love in this show, it's a great bit of world building, mm. where they never refer to a character's death as them dying. They refer to them as flatlining. Yeah, that's right. They flatline. That's just that's just a cool like little bit of world it's building. It's pretty you know cool. I mean? Yeah, just mm -hmm. using just using a different verb or noun is just so interesting when you don't have to. But it's just it's compelling stuff. You know, made me feel engrossed in what they call Night City here. And like, if funny, I knew what verbs funny and nouns also, were, it would be even more interesting. <laughs> If I knew what any of those words meant, I'd agree with you, Rob. But I'm just gonna nod and think about Night City and Vampire Hunter D Bloodlust, which we also just talked about. Which oh also yeah, had that was that was also called Night City, that you <laughs> take a rocket to. Wow. Yeah, um, weird parallels to the show. Weird. Yeah, we've been covering lately. Anyway, yeah, um, anywho, so David see, so David actually, yeah, and Maine have the conversation where um, Maine's saying, oh, because you know David's looking at um Maine's like hands. Yeah, and, yeah. And Maine's like, all right, if I flatline, you can have him. Yep. And the scene where Maine is going, like he's about to die, David's like, we're going to get you out of here. We're going to pull through. And he's and Maine's like, a bittersweet smile. I was like, nah, kid, this is the end of my run. Mm -hmm. You can live. Get out of here. It was like, Ugh. yeah, yeah. It was that pretty, one. It, oh, that oh, one. That so it, it hit me. I'm just like, oh, you know. Because he really did become a father figure to this kid, and, he, and his intentions were good. Mm -hmm. You can see this. Even in this dying moment, he's like, get out of here, scamp. My, you know, he knows he's about to die. It's like the old dog finding finding his resting place in a lot of ways. It's and heart, it's heartbreaking. It and meanwhile, you have like, because I, I think like the, the situation they were in, like they were getting uh, messed up by Arasaka, and they were in this building. Yeah. And uh, they were they getting gunned down. They actually fucking kidnap Arasaka, the dude himself. And they then they, they go, oops, we killed him. It's like, you weren't <laughs> yeah, supposed to oops. do that. And it's they're like, getting, like, like, gunned it's... down by all these security guys and stuff. And and Lucy's in the car waiting for David because she's like, David, yeah. you have to come meet me right now. We have to go. Because Lucy, this is yeah. a part of Lucy's character that she becomes very, very invested in his safety and becomes very, very, she like, protective over yeah. him. She fell in love yeah. with him, of course. Um, yeah. But I, I want to note on the hands thing, 
there's a bit of a time skip after the main dies. Yes. And and that it, it is either the next scene or the scene after that scene. I think it's the David's start of the next episode. Yeah. Yeah, it could be where David's at home with Lucy and you just see David looking at his hands and you realize yeah. that those are Maine's hands. Oh, so you know, that was the end of the episode. My bad. Yeah. Yeah. So I he did take Maine's hands. Yep. I thought you were going to reference the next episode where he was fucking jacked. Like, oh, he, that too. He was fucking he, huge he in the next doubled time, in size. In the time skip. Yeah. Yeah. And, then he, and he, now he's leading the crew. And I loved they, the first job they did. I forgot what they were after, what they were doing. They had a new kid who was freaking out, but then they won, and the kid was overconfident. He was like, yeah. And they're like, no, don't run too fast. And the kid just trips over a wire and blows up. Yeah. And I was like, and David's like, huh. Like he's shaken up by it. And Rebecca's like, eh, whatever. He's an idiot. Uh, it's like, fuck Rebecca, a new kid. Rebecca, you bitch. I love yeah. Rebecca, if that wasn't clear. I she's loved great. Her. She's so great. I, I love that they get in the car with uh, Falco, the driver. Yeah. And, and he's like, How'd the job go? And then Rebecca's like, yeah, it went fine. New kid new kid, really fucked up, though. He's dead. And the Falco yeah. was like, oh, oh, well. <laughs> yeah. And David's like still mourning him a little bit. He's and like, Rebecca's like, guys. What are you talking about? <laughs> one of my favorite lines. Great. I think it was a little before this. One of my favorite mm-hmm. lines in the series was from Rebecca. David walked away. And Re- Rebecca yelled something to the effect of, hey, I'm not good at playing this only friends thing, you know? <laughs> where she's like hey clearly i have feelings for you you moron and david is you know fixated on lucy so he doesn't really see her in that light it doesn't really all. register that yeah that much so that was really cute. the under the under unrequited love thing um it's one yeah. of the moments where the show reminds you it's anime <laughs> where it's like mm-hmm. waifu number two where you know all the fan fiction we made about her and you're mm-hmm. gonna have a, a bunch of twitter threads going like david and david and rebecca were better together Lucy was cold-hearted. It's like it's definitely going to be that way. And, and I, I think like there is uh, some interesting development on Lucy's part in the second half because, mm. or like episodes like seven through ten, because right. Lucy, after Maine's death, seems to leave the group, or she just doesn't. She needs some time off. Yeah, she and, doesn't really join them on jobs. She just kind of stays yeah. at home and does some deep diving where they, they plug her into yeah. essentially the Matrix and she does a bunch mm-hmm. of shit that I didn't really follow for a little bit. I'm like, Wait. Yeah, I didn't really get that either. She was just kind of in this like green bath and she just yeah. was plugged into things and she was doing like security checks or something. I don't really know yeah. what was going on there. And eventually David's trying to get her back in the crew and she's like, I'm just not ready yet. So clearly they're, they're, clearly they're living together. We don't. We don't. It's weird. We don't. We don't see too much affection, as if they've been together for a long time. It's kind of what it yeah. feels like. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or it's just like you know, you you're together with someone for a long time, so certain elements, you know, uh, either dwindle or just like you know, right. you're comfortable at home. So right. it's not very the, the lovey doveyness is gone. So I'm like, how long have they been together? How many years have passed in this time? Skip? Yeah, it's I. It's not really clear because David's the only one who looks any different. He does. Yeah, everybody else is just the same. Exactly. Uh, so it it doesn't like not really much else changes other than the, like the, oh they have an apartment now lovely, lovely it looks really nice they're using it all that money look, from it, all it, it from from really all nice. from all the accidental murder you know that, pay, that yeah. pays well I mean accidental murder pays baby pays the big bucks get the nice and then there's some intentional schemes going on because fucking what's his face um Faraday uh, or whatever Faraday kind of turns coat and starts working for yeah. Arasaka instead and he of Militech sets them up. yeah he, and sets, he sets them, them up. up. He sets them up because what essentially happens is it's a it's a really ingenious kind of scheme they have going on. Yeah. Where um, they task them with stealing some the new like Arasaka like military equipment, mm-hmm. 
like the new um, cybernetic enhancements for like it's, yep. as a test. So, but the plan is actually it's a double cross because he's working for Arasaka. He's tasked them to steal Arasaka stuff because what they want to do is they want Militech to catch, to catch wind of what's going on and show up to try to neutralize the situa- situation. Mm-hmm. But they fully anticipate David putting on the military tech and wiping out Militech forces. So it's twofold. They kill a bunch of Militech people. And at the same time, they get to see their new equipment in action. They get to test they, the equipment, right? Because they know David can handle it. Hence yep. why the people at the academy that wanted him back so badly because yeah. they wanted to do tests on him because they knew he had a better uh, tendency for handling cybernetics than most. Right. Well, he did for a while, but then his psychos, um, yeah. his uh, cy- the cyber psychosis starts because he's just fucking abusing the shit out of all the cybernetics he's on. Yeah. Especially like the the big the big thing he puts on, like the thing that Arasaka is trying to test. So yeah. he obviously like they do the job and like they're cornered and yeah. it goes yes. exactly according to plan. And David uh, puts on the tech, and of course, like Lucy's kidnapped by Faraday, and Faraday communicates mm-hmm. to David through Lucy's communication to put on right. the, the suit. So David mm-hmm. does. Right. Of course, Lucy then regains consciousness escapes for a little bit and says no don't do it and he's like i already yes. did oh yeah. <laughs> Oops. yeah and then he just go oh david just goes nuts and the the wild thing about this suit is that right he uses it to completely just obliterate obliterate right. militech mm-hmm. and throughout this whole time he's obviously like going to go cyber psycho so mm-hmm. there are built-in injections in this suit that just yes. keep fucking injecting you while you're doing this stuff, yes. and if you feel, and if your body like, le- if your levels drop lower or something, they just it, it, they just come out and just inject you again. And he has yeah. like five to ten uh, different rounds of injections built into this thing that just keep injecting his body with this fluid that keeps him sane, which is fucking crazy because uh-huh. <laughs> like because it's really just do or die at this point where he just keeps extending his body and keeps destroying Militech. And of course, once he destroys Militech, they realize it was a setup and now they got to beat up Faraday and Arasaka. So he's going to Arasaka now with Falco and Rebecca to fuck their shit up, which obviously he does, but then he gets messed up because they got a guy who's completely robot who just Adam Smasher, yep. Oh, he just murks him completely. Like before, before, before murking him, he literally squishes Rebecca in a great scene. Yeah, he does. He just falls on her and just squishes her, and they cut to her body, and she's squashed like a bug. So you don't get any emotional goodbye. You get nothing. It's a very sudden death, and now she's just organs everywhere, and it's whole. Yeah, yeah. But then David, you know, he's still trying to fight, and of course, he's getting murked. And, you know, he just loses. He just fucking loses. He loses. The, yeah. He lost. He just. Like, wow. He, he actually lost. And, you know, it's a bit, a lot of bittersweet shit going on. And, his, and Adam Smash was like, eh, you're all right, kid. And he just shoots him in the head and kills him. And what's um, Lucy wants to go back and save him. But Falco's driving the car. And it's like, no, David's last request was to make sure you got out of here. He yep. wants you to go live your dream. And it and then the show eventually ends, right? And my God, this fucking scene. Um, it got me so hard. It mm-hmm. got me like it just hit me right in the emotional gut. She's on like the moon. 
reminiscing about the time her and David did like a VR date on the moon, essentially. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she sees David like, you know, how he was then, you know, her memories of him being the kid she kind of fell in love with. Yeah. Just bouncing around on the moon, they're replaying their old memories. And she's basically she's living her dream. But at what cost? She's happy, but reflecting on everything she lost along the way. That fucking song plays. And I'm just like, why is this working so well? Why? Why, <laughs> why am I crying right now? They're like, why, why am I actually tearing up? My at this? face is wet right now. Why? <laughs> yeah, why? Did that happen? How did this happen to me? How did you do this? Cyberpunk edge runners. Yeah. And, my, and, and the, the sh- that ending was. It was it was really good. It, it, it really was because it, just the whole idea of you know David working for other people's dreams and not understanding his yeah. own or not having one for himself and Lucy yeah. finally getting to live her dream and but seeing him, it's mm-hmm. it's yeah. really just such a bittersweet ending. And I David David needed to die. Obviously, I mean yeah. he was just going to the crazy with cybernetics and it was going to catch up to him at some point. Yeah. Um, but, he obviously had to die. Wow. Um, I'm just so I was so surprised that you know that guy just Adam Smasher just kicked his ass, just completely destroyed him. That's the thing. I'm I was so taken aback by the way it was done, like him just losing, no mm-hmm. trickery, no way out. Right. He just fucking lost. He just lost, and like that happens, you know. And that just fucking happens sometimes. But mm-hmm. Lucy got away. She got a big payday out of it, you know. So she's able to basically retire, live her dream, and not be on the run anymore. But at the same time, it's just like she lost everything. Yeah. You know, so it's a lot to digest. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't expect to get this emotionally invested. I really did not. Because mm-hmm. after the first episode, my my um, my almost my thought almost verbatim was this is either going to be really good or really bad, mm-hmm. depending on how mm-hmm. the show goes. Yep. Yep. And I was just like. God damn. Yeah. Um. This um, and to get more into what this was for me in, on an intellectual level, mm-hmm. of course, I I don't know how my biases work for this one because there was two things going at play here. Because it felt very similar to a lot of the cyberpunk OVAs that came out in like the mm-hmm. 80s and 90s because mm-hmm. this this original world was built in that time frame. Yeah, sure. So we got a lot of that going on here. A lot of, you know cyberpunk imagery and ideations and also just like uh, just you know the culture whatever you want to call it so i was being reminded of elements of armage just a third i've been reminded Mm -hmm. of a lot of other cyber kind of like the cyberpunk ovas that i've seen in my lifetime yeah and so it was cool in a way it was seeing it was kind of odd seeing studio trigger tackle 80s and 90s ova uh hyper violence and body horror you mm-hmm. know what i mean seeing them like animate guts and all that blood and, yeah, like, and yeah. body horror transformation how'd you feel about that because i i was like 50 50 i want to say like i can't tell like if i liked it or just thought like eh, it's diet you know what i mean i i gotta say i i really really was surprised how much i liked it okay because i feel like every time they showed something like that it was such a tonal shift, and I, I feel okay. like it. I feel like it really, but not in a good way. Where it really made mm. you grapple with what was actually happening. Like gotcha. every scene, like every time David would be like, "Ha, ah, yeah, I'm gonna like you know, put some cyber, more cybernetics in my body," and you're like, "Fuck yeah, get that power up, David." And the next scene is him biting a bar, a metal bar, bleeding and crying, yes. and you're like, 
God damn! Like, <laughs> oh, like I think I thought it did a good job, like grounding the show and being like, no, it's not oh. fucking fun. It's like yeah. really, kind, it's kind really of that emotional bad. like push and pull in a way. Was what you're saying? Yeah, and like that it, makes a lot it, of anytime, sense. Anytime, because anytime it got too light or it was getting too light to the point where maybe you would feel like it was playing a video game, where like, oh, this is like yep. an exciting world that <laughs> I'm exploring, it would immediately come down and tonally shift to a dark place and be like, no. Yes. You don't want this. <laughs> like, exactly. Bad. You do not just want your life to be like this. Just reminding you, like, no, you you don't want all these cybernetics in you. You don't want to be a career criminal. Right. You do not want to be like a, you know, like a like a like a robo sex bot. Like you want to yeah. be a person. <laughs> right? You, you want to be a real boy, Pinocchio. That's, that's where I thought that's where I thought the the tonal shifts were good for me. Worked. And that's where I gotcha. thought kind of like the gruesomeness and the violent animation worked because it was so perfectly balanced right. with oh yes. like here's a cute moment of them running on the moon but then <laughs> also then, here's blood and everybody dying and david's getting yep. injected with this fluid so that he can survive but yeah we're having a good time over here at cyberpunk on the, on the moon <laughs> on the moon we'll do a little bit of yeah. world building david's going to enjoy his first beer and then get like 14 other cybernetic enhancements yeah, it really did have that because it was like, oh, the innocence of, wow, like, oh, that's that's adorable. Like, David, like, hasn't had a beer yet. And then, by the way, I have new hands and uh, <laughs> I might go insane in three episodes. Cool. Yeah, I have a hard time um, handling carbonated beverages, but I can handle this military-grade equipment and wipe out an entire military corporation. Yeah, yeah. It's, but, it's beer really... makes, but beer makes me go, ew, <laughs> ew, beer. Ew, beer. <laughs> that's like that's like you drinking beer. Ew, wiping out an entire military organization. Yay! <laughs> Honestly, here's the thing. Sometimes when I meet like the super straight edge people, I kind of get that vibe, and I'm just like, mm -hmm. I don't know if I belong here. Yeah, uh, complete right. complete tangent. When we were at that fucking uh GCW show. Oh, uh, oh my god, that was in Atlantic that, City, was, New Jersey. It was like. I was like, talk wow, about y'all really need to like have something like it's like a cult mentality almost. Well, also just like talking about hyperviolence in general. That was a real life hyperviolence where we saw yeah. people getting. It's no no um. It's not much of a hyperbole when I say that guys are getting like nearly dismembered. I mean, oh yeah, no, it's very very like close to that. John Moxley and Nick Gage were destroying each other, blood oh, yeah. everywhere. More and blood that's why than I, I think. Seen. And that's why I think John Moxley bleeds more now, uh, because he <laughs> is sober now. Yeah, I honestly the, think that's why, and I think you need I, to fill that gap with something, and they, he fills it I with think blood. You need the rush. You think you need something, so he just fucking cuts his head open repeatedly. Yeah, I mean it's pretty cool. gruesome, but wrestling I mean, is cool. You know, I know I understand a Bud Light's a hundred calories or whatever, but like I'd rather do that than a razor blade to the face. That's yeah, just probably. me. And that's the thing. It, we were drinking there. But some of the few people drinking there, because the beer line was the shortest out of any beer line I've seen it in human so, history. It was so fast. I kept buying two because I was concerned it was going to get long, but it just never did. So it, it never got long, so we just got progressively wasted for no reason. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> oh, hey, bud. But um, but no, it was just so goddamn funny. But it was reminding me a lot of this here, where it's just like. That tonal whiplash and, you know, sometimes sober people scare me, I guess, was the main point of trying to People scare build. me. People <laughs> scare me. Yeah, oh, and I, I don't know. I, I guess we can get to final thoughts. And I mean, I, I feel sure. like I could 
speak for both of us when I mean it's it's really not bad. I I thought that it w- I, I never did I think that it was going to be horrible, mm-hmm. but maybe I thought it was going to be a little surface level to be honest. Yeah, no uh, my um yeah. My original fear that would that be kind of um one note and a little I don't know. I thought it was going to be a little formulaic. That's what I mm-hmm. that's what I was a f- really fearing that it was going to be run of the mill. Um but it didn't do that at all. Um, was was I disappointed a little bit in some of like the pacing decisions? Yeah, but that's a minor thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the art style, I don't know how big I am on Trigger. I really sure. do not. Sure. I'm not not that sure. Only because this isn't like other anime. This I've I've something to compare it directly to, since mm-hmm. it's invoking a retro style. You know what I mean? So like I kind of have mm-hmm. to make the comparison because right. when I'm watching like the '80s and '90s hyper violence, that always resonates with me a lot more because you know. I don't know, the gore feels more solid in a way. Sure. I guess it's hard to, it's, you know, it feels, it has a lot more heft to it. Mm-hmm. So th- those are one of my only nitpicks, but in terms of narratively speaking, the show fucking got me. I mean, Rebecca's death, I thought, was so impactful because of how r- r- brash it was. How, um, like, blasé ma- it was. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Maine's arc really got me. Um, This was just a good show. Oops. I really thought yeah, no, right. it was it was like an oops. I, I watched it and I was like, wow, I'm feeling a lot from the yeah. course of this show and from the 10 episodes like it it really it really, you know, it it, it, it kind of puts it in a place like, yeah, like this is sick and like this is really right. cool. But like, man, it's a rough life they live. And yes, you it's like it, it, it's really two sides of the same coin of like you can have all of these insane things and have all these insane powers kind of like what you were talking about with like the tabletop rpg but there there is a downside and i feel like a lot of anime mm-hmm. is very good at like oh yeah he's better at this now because he's dedicating more time to it and he's doing better but this one really really accentuates mm-hmm. the oh yeah there's always a cost to yes, you know no matter what you do being better at this one thing or being more cyberly enhanced like there is a negative detriment and i love that. it when it, and i love it when media and anime uh emphasize that sacrifice if mm-hmm. that makes any sense yeah it really yeah, shows yeah. the hero's journey is not always a heroic one right right david nearly yeah. strangled his doctor he did oh that yeah that doctor too that i mean but like it's funny because everybody in this show is kind of a dick like nobody's yes. ever very nice like everybody's oh, like even the doctor betrays him Oh yeah, Kiwi betrays them near the end. I mean, even even the doctor character is like, "All right, you're kind of a dick, bro." And then sometimes yeah. I'm like, "Ha, ah, you're funny, but you're kind of a dick." You know? You know, at the, the the theme they really hammer home is you can't trust anyone in Night City. And exactly. I mean, the only one I would probably trust is Maine out of the bunch. I mean, probably David's yeah. David's a little too hot headed. Lucy's a bitch in her own right. Mm-hmm. Um, Rebecca seems like the type if she likes you, she's there for you. But if she if you're not in her circle, she she would probably kill you because yep. she's an edge lord. Mm-hmm. Edge yeah. runner. I misspoke. <laughs> so yeah, that was essentially edge runners. Um, yeah, I mean that was the whole thing. I I really don't. As for the negative points to speak about, I I don't have many negatives. Uh, I, you know, I I understand a possible gripe about the animation style, but I I felt like the animation was great. I actually really enjoyed it, especially yeah. the violent scenes. I thought were fine. Um. Mm. I don't know. I, I thought it came together very well, and it really impressed me. I, I think mm. I had a very low bar going in, I think, and it really I think, superseded I think you also it. might like Trigger's art style more than I do. Maybe I do. Maybe I, yep. I, I do kind of like the more modern anime 
look, I guess, as opposed to maybe like 80s and 90s. I can't really say that it's modern. Like, it's not the the typical modern Mm -hmm. aesthetic. It's like, because think about all the other seasonal stuff we're watching. That is way more modern than this. This right. is oh, that existed. is like yeah, geez. That I mean, and th- it looks and, and way this different. Came, when this came out in twenty twenty two, so this is right. right. It, it's it's brand spanking new, but I think you like that kind of scratchier style mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. so than I do. It doesn't it doesn't resonate with me as much as I'm noticing. It's fine, you know. That's okay. Yeah, k- kill a kill and um and all that kind of stuff. Like all the other trigger stuff. I'm just watching. I'm like, eh, I don't know. It's not mm-hmm. bad by any means. I just don't know if it's my personal taste, which is just and a that's note on fine. me. Me as you, an anime you viewer. are you i i will allow you to have taste <laughs> i don't know how to respond to that <laughs> you're al- we're, we're you're allowed it's okay oh, no you can do. you can have it you can have a taste of d's no it's bad wow oh my god what a rousing podcast of anime conversation am i right my compares am i right my weebdom anywho uh yeah you can send us a message if you want did you like this podcast did you hate this podcast do you want to kill me do you want to drench me in calaxasaur blood and watch me drink it that's fine just send us an email at badanimepod at gmail.com or dm us on our instagram at badanimepod all one word you can also find us on youtube as badanime and you can leave a comment on whatever video you want to leave a comment on we'll read them all anyways we don't care i love you kiss kiss simple equations podcast network